Well, I hope you are ready to receive and engage. We're about to hear a great message from our senior pastor, Pastor Jared. Hi everyone and happy Easter from Sue and I and our family and from everybody here in Perth. Because uh, right now on Easter Sunday, we are going uh, not just out to Perth today, uh, but we're also going to Zambia, to Germany and around the world. So wherever you are, if you're in one of our services in Germany or in Zambia, or you're a part of our family here in Perth, uh, or you're just uh, a great friend of somebody or a relative of somebody in our church, I want to give you the biggest welcome this morning to our Easter Sunday online service. It's so fantastic to have you with us. And I'm really praying today that God is going to speak to you on Easter Sunday and he's going to do something powerful in your life on this incredible day and all that it represents. So let me read to you everybody the word of God as we start off on Easter Sunday. Um, and I'm going to read to you from Matthew 28. And as I come into Matthew 28, I'm so stirred, inspired again, as I think about 2000 years ago, when on Easter Sunday, the disciples and uh, all those who are followers of Jesus had heard Jesus tell that he would be crucified. He would be mocked. He'd be scourged. He would suffer so much for you and I so that we could be forgiven of our sin and that we could enter into a relationship with God and receive eternal life. They were hoping and praying that he would rise from the dead, but they were fearful. They were under threat from the Romans. They were under threat from the Jewish Sanhedrin. So they had uh, trouble all around them and they had people who, if they uh, had followed Jesus, they were out to take them out as well. So in fear and in trepidation, they woke up that day. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 28, let me just read it to you now. It says, Matthew 28, verse 1, it says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. Just as he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is indeed risen and risen from the dead. And so going before you into Galilee, there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and also great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. The women then worshiped the risen Lord. Verse 9, it says, as they went to tell the disciples, behold, incredibly, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren, my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Amazing how powerful everybody on Easter Sunday that the Bible tells us that Jesus rose from the dead. First uh, to uh, the two Marys who saw him, the Bible then tells us to the disciples, to the 70 
And then in 1 Corinthians, it tells us that over 500 people at one time saw Jesus risen from the dead. Good news for all of us around the world today, because for every person who is a believer in Jesus Christ, we are also promised divine resurrection uh, at the end of time. And the scripture tells us that God has had a plan and a complex purpose from the beginning. Can I just encourage you, if you're new to the things of Christianity, let me just tell you what the Bible says about you. Firstly, it says that God formed you. God formed us. That's design, everybody. God formed us. He formed us for a great purpose. Um, I want to encourage you that your life is valuable. You know, we hear today people doing things where they really, you know, they're abusing their lives. And somebody once said that abuse is actually abnormal use. Can I encourage you? If you're not really walking in God's purpose and plan, then your life is potentially being abnormally used. It's not quite right, not quite there. But you need to know God has formed you and he formed you with a great plan in mind. The Bible teaches us too that sin then deformed us. That's disorder. Through sin, disorder came into the planet. You've only got to just watch in a family where, you know, mum and dad have got challenges and things are not in order in a family and you'll see problems outworked into the kids. Sin is a uh, horrible thing because it brings about disorder in our lives. God wants to free you from disorder and bring your life into a, what I can only declare as a free flow where you get in the lane of your life, the lane of God's blessing and goodness for your life, the lane of purpose for your life. And God begins to bring about healing and order. And then next thing that Jesus does is Christ transforms us. This Easter is all about transformation. Jesus came that we might be transformed. In actual fact, that's deliverance. And what that means is that God wants to deliver us from a life without Him. He wants to deliver, deliver us from a life of fear. He wants to deliver us from a life of sadness or a life of hopelessness or a life where we just are not quite hitting the mark of why we're here. We're kind of confused. What's my life about? Well, God wants to deliver you from that and bring you into a new life of purpose and hope and freedom in Jesus' name. So when I speak of transformation, transformation is not a life thing. It's actually a supernatural thing. And around the world where they now estimate there's between, you know, two to three billion Christians. From this one man, Jesus, who ministered for three years and gave his life up for you and I, then rose from the dead. Multitudes upon multitudes have been transformed. He supernaturally changed their lives. And around the world this Easter and in days gone by, there's an incredible hymn, incredible song that has touched the lives of so many people. And it's called Amazing Grace. And that's what we're receiving this Easter through what Jesus has done. Amazing Grace. What does grace mean? It means unmerited favor. Favor I didn't deserve. Favor that you don't deserve. God has planned and desired to pour it out to us anyway. Behind that song, we hear the song, but many times we don't know the background to that song, which has been sung around the world for, you know, uh, a very long time. But that song is about a, a person's life who received that transformation. And his name was John Newton. John Newton was a man in England who lived a depraved life. He ended up a crew member on slave ships, capturing people uh, along the coastlines of Africa and in other places and enslaving them and uh, then selling them uh, around the world. His friends said that his life was terrible, that he, he even shocked them by the evil things that he did. 
And in for a short period of his own life, he ended up uh, for about 12 months enslaved himself, but eventually got free, ended up back uh, on slave ships and ultimately became a, uh, a captain of a slave ship. But he lived a life that was just, you know, many would say evil. But the good news was he had a praying mother. Praying mums never give up. <laughs> praying mums don't give up. This Easter, don't give up. We need you to pray. In fact, my mum prayed me into the kingdom of God, I believe. His mother prayed for him. And uh, one day he was in a, on a terrible storm out on the oceans. And that storm was so horrific that even the person he was up on deck with got swept overboard. And something touched him in uh, 1748. It was March 21st. Something touched him and made him cry out to God. Something came to his memory. Maybe it was the prayers of his mother. But something made him cry out to God. And as he cried out and asked God for mercy. I love it when we cry and when we get genuine with God, God hears our prayers. Sadly, for some people, we have to get to the end of our life. I pray that that will not be your case. That you don't have to get to such a place where you're right near the end that it causes you to cry out to God. Let's be people who realize God's merciful now and cry out before the days of trouble. But John Newton was in terrible trouble and he cried out to God and through this storm that was just horrific, went on hour after hour. He said he saw God's grace and God's amazing grace, his mercy, touch him and rescue him in the midst of that storm. He gave his life to God and uh, on that ship, the Greyhound, he ended up coming off that and began an incredible transformation, as I said, that only God could bring, a supernatural transformation. It started out slow, but bit by bit, his life began to change. He began to be changed. And he ended up becoming a preacher of the gospel. He ended up becoming great friends with uh, William Wilberforce, who worked to bring about the abolition of slavery. And uh, John Newton, the one who had enslaved so many people, now became somebody who worked actively for their freedom. He uh, went on to pen the song Amazing Grace and talked about how God had saved him a wretch. He declared he was in touch with his humanity, in touch with the person that he was. He said, I was a wretch, but God brought his amazing grace to my life. And upon his deathbed, he declared, I am a great sinner. And yet I have discovered that Christ is a great savior. He died at the age of 82, nine months after his work alongside others to abolish slavery actually happened. And the bill to bring about the abolition of slavery was passed and he died knowing that he'd seen God's work not only in his life but also God's work through his life. Everybody, God wants to work through your life. This is the incredible thing. God transforms us, saves us, gives us eternal life. But can I really want to encourage you in this life, God has a plan. God has a purpose for you. God wants to use you. You know the words of that song, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. I so relate to that because the incredible thing was when I was lost, I had no clue I was lost. I knew there was something missing. I knew there was problems in my life, but I didn't know that I was lost from God. And uh, I relate because I too now am found. I was blind, couldn't see it, resisted Christianity, resisted my family who were becoming Christians. But now I see too that God was there all the time, full of grace, full of love, full of purpose. He'd formed me and he wanted to now transform me and then use my life. You know, the, 
Bible tells us that God gives us instructions of how to be saved. How do I be saved? I just think, gee, if I just suddenly get good, <laughs> if I could copy good people, then maybe I could get into heaven. But that was never going to happen because every time I tried to copy good people, I'd fall over. I needed God's help. I needed God's amazing grace. And as I began to walk with God myself and began to follow Jesus and be a person who read his word, God began to help me and began to change me. And uh, I began to see that the way to follow him, as the scripture informs us, firstly starts not through trying to be good. I can't do that in my own strength, but it's by putting my belief and my faith in Jesus Christ. Everybody, this Easter Sunday, can I encourage you, if you don't yet know Jesus, I want to encourage you, let today be the day that you put your belief in him. You put your hope in him. Uh, John eleven twenty six says this, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Wow. Jesus declared it. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. He's saying to all of us that, you know, you might, you'll die in this life in the natural. But when Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, the Bible tells us, actually, you'll never die. You'll live eternally. Bible tells us too. It also informs us. How do we do that? Well, in John 1, 12, it says, we receive him. Scripture says here, but as many as received him, he gave them the right to become children of God. I love that. As many as received him, as you receive him, God's going to give you the right and the power to become his son or to become his daughter. Receive him today. Today is your day to receive his amazing grace. C.S. Lewis said this, and I really like it. He said, God can't be a figment of my imagination because he's nothing like I imagined. How true is that? How true is that? We all have our uh, perceptions of God and what he's going to be like. I used to think God was austere and cold and distant and, you know, it was out to get me. But I discovered that was, that's not the God of the Bible. That's not who the Bible describes Jesus as. I found out that he's actually a loving father. He's forgiving. He's merciful. He's the God of a second chance. In fact, he's the God of a third and a fourth chance. You know, we need to throw off our religious misconceptions. We need to throw off the words of others. What other people have said about Jesus. You know, they don't really know him or know the Bible, but people will just throw out words. Oh, this is what I think. This is what Jesus is like. This is what the Bible is like. We need to be so careful of that because it can throw us off ever having a vital relationship with Jesus. Can I encourage you? Throw yourself at Jesus' feet and open the Bible uh, yourself. Get, get, get in a quiet place, especially in this season, and, and uh, begin to read the Word of God and let God speak to you, and He'll speak to your heart. And in fact, He'll begin to reveal Himself to you. You know, 1 Chronicles 17, verse 16. I love this. And actually, John Newton spoke of this scripture as well. It says, Then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Wow. How awesome is that? David, who was the, the great king of Israel, and he said, Who am I? He had this humility and acknowledgement. Who am I, God? And what is my house? And how did I get this far? Everybody, can I encourage you? 
That's what a transformed life looks like. I'm, I'm promising you, I'm declaring in the months ahead, the years ahead, you'll go, how did I get here? How did I ever get this far? How did this happen in my life? It's because of the goodness of God and the transforming of God through his resurrection on Easter Sunday that flows to you today. You know, the Bible teaches us to follow him. In Mark 5 verse 11, it says, then they forsook all to follow him. It's a point I came to at the end of my teen years where I was like, this is the moment. <laughs> if, if Jesus, if you're real, your church is real, your kingdom is real, your word is real. Lord, help me now to follow you. In following Jesus, I've never looked back. 39 years now, I see that our God is real. He's powerful and he had a plan for me all the way along, just as he does for you. The scripture informs us, as I said already, and it also informs us that Jesus is coming back again. And in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Wow. For this imperishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Everybody, we need to know Jesus through rising from the dead on Easter Sunday has taken the sting out of death. There is no longer any victory in death over us uh, from the enemy we've been freed from that so we now have victory in Jesus Christ where God has rescued us into eternal life so you need to know today death has been swallowed up and uh, when you and I at whatever time of our life we pass away the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord you know Newton declared at the end of his song amazing grace these words and grace will lead me home Everybody, this Easter Sunday, let grace lead you home. I pray for your children, your friends, family sitting around with today, whoever you're with or whether you're by yourself. I pray this Easter Sunday, let grace lead you home. Let this be the start of an incredibly gracious, gracious new life. Hello, I got there. Gracious new life. filled with God's goodness and filled with God's grace. Can I pray for you on Easter Sunday? Can we do that right now? Father, just pray for everybody who's tuning in, Lord, in Australia and around the world. I pray this Easter Sunday, Father, touch them. Fill them with the wonder of what you've done. Father, fill them with the wonder of the fact that you're alive. You're risen from the dead. And now when we put our faith and trust in you, you come and you live within us. Father, I pray this Easter Sunday, come and live within people. Those who don't yet know you and those maybe, Lord, who are away from you. Let this be the day they come home. Receive your forgiveness, receive your hope, receive your transformation and begin a brand new life. Father, I pray it now in Jesus' name. Everybody tuning in, if you don't yet know Jesus Christ, can I encourage you? This is your day. This is your moment. Easter Sunday. What an incredible day to become a Christian and to come into God's family and into God's kingdom. If you're uh, there right now and you're saying, Pastor Jared, please pray for me. I need God. You're saying, I want to receive his forgiveness. You're saying, I want to receive his peace. I want to receive eternal life. I, I need that. If that's you today, 
already God is hearing your heart and he's hearing your prayer. So what I'd like you to do in order for you to receive his salvation, receive his forgiveness, just pray after me now as I lead you in a short prayer. But this prayer has great power to connect you with God. So pray after me, pray with friends, pray with family, and, uh, or pray on your own. And Jesus Christ is going to come into your life this Easter Sunday, 2020. How awesome is that? So pray after me. Here we go. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, set me free. Jesus, I put all of my hope and faith in you. And I ask you now to be my Lord and to be my Savior. I put my faith in your finished work on the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Help me now, Jesus, to follow after you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. That's absolutely awesome, absolutely wonderful. God sees your heart, He sees your humility, He sees your faith. And I just want to congratulate you on behalf of Sue and I and everybody at Global Heart Church when you're receiving Jesus Christ this Easter Sunday. Just go to the link below and uh, just let us know that you prayed that prayer and uh, one of our pastors will be able to connect with you. God bless you, everybody. We're going to take communion in just a moment. So if you would like to just prepare for that, uh, get some bread and maybe some juice. We're going to have communion together in just a moment. God bless you. As we head into our time of communion together, everybody, on Easter Sunday, and I hope you're prepared for that because uh, we've got a beautiful song coming in just a moment, which is really going to just help us as we come around a time together online to share communion and to remember what Jesus has done on Easter Sunday. But I firstly want to just read to you from John chapter 6, verse 48 to 51 in the Amplified Bible. I really like it. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life the living bread which gives and sustains life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. Yet this is the bread that comes down out of heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. Jesus says again, verse 51, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, believes in me, accepts me as savior, the Amplified Bible says, listen to this, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh, my very own body. Everybody, Jesus gave his life, gave his body, his broken body, and he shed blood for you and I. This Easter Sunday, if you're sick in your body, believe God to heal you. You're needing peace in your home. Ask God as we come together and remember the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and his rising from the dead this Easter Sunday. Can I encourage you? Believe for peace, believe for restoration, believe for transformation in your own life. Whatever you're believing for, bring your prayer request to God. But also remember, let's be grateful. Let's be thankful. Let's honor him this Easter Sunday as we worship him uh, as we come around communion. Can I encourage you? Get some bread now, get some juice now. We've got a beautiful song coming from Simone. She's going to minister to us. Why don't you take that on your own, you and the Lord together? Or if you're with friends or with family, why don't you join together and take communion this Easter Sunday? God bless you, everybody. It's been great having you with us online. 
pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful uh, Easter Sunday, wherever you are. And uh, just know that we're thinking about you. We love you and we're praying for you. Praying God's best for you this Easter Sunday, 2020. God bless. Take the bread of life Broken for all my sin Your body crucified To make me whole again I will recall the cup Poured out in sacrifice This sinner's end for your new covenant. Hallelujah. I'll live my life in The cross to me um, reminds me of God's love. It reminds me that our Heavenly Father, who is so big, who created the heavens and the earth and everything around us, loved us so much that he sent his only son to die on a cross in order to um, save the world and forgive our sins. And so every time I think about what Jesus did on the cross, I'm reminded of how much God loves us. I walk salvation's road with fear and trembling. You're born as my own. As Christ is formed in me, hallelujah, I'll live my life in remembrance. I have friends and, and work colleagues that I've invited to church weekly for five years who've always declined my invite. But now that church is, is mobilized online and people are at a desperation point, I've had five work colleagues in one day come to church and then message me afterwards asking for more videos of church. If ever I should lose my way, if ever I deny your grace, remind me of the price you've paid. Hallelujah, I'll live in remembrance. There was a girl who was new to Global Heart right before we went online and so we never got the chance to meet her. So Emma and I decided to go around to her house and just drop off a little care package to say welcome and I hope you feel comfortable. And since then she's been um, talking online with all of our girls who she's never met before either and it's just really nice to see that she can still be connected um, in this season. You've been so, so good to So, so good to me Oh, to think where I would be If not for you If not for you We've had some amazing answers to prayer My father has prostate cancer and he went last week to the doctor to be told that he has stabilised which is just wonderful answer. And also, we've been praying for Shirley, my stepmom. She is 87 and she's in a care home. And I've been really concerned about where she's going to spend her eternity. 
Anyway, on Sunday, Josara and I prayed because I felt compelled to call her and she said that she was ready to pray the prayer of salvation. And it was the sweetest, loveliest moment that we shared together. And I'm just so thankful to Jesus. Until I see you face to face Until at last I've won my race Remind me you're not finished yet Hallelujah 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 